engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Under God, and together we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. Well, welcome, friends. I'm pro-life leader Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. If you feel deeply hurt and insulted right now about what's going on in these days in America, you're a faithful patriot. Faithful patriots right now who understand what this nation is about, who appreciate the gift of freedom we've been given, who know the difference between America and a Marxist third world country, should feel deeply offended, hurt, wounded, insulted by what is going on against President Trump. A lot of things to talk about here. I, I got some important documents to share with you in regard to this uh, this disgrace of a woman, uh, Fannie Willis. Um, you know, I mean, who knows who ends up seeing these programs or sharing these videos, but my goodness, if this ever comes to her ears, you know, just take everything I'm saying and intensify it about 150 billion times. This woman is a total disgrace. Um, and that's not, that's not just venting. That's, that's based on a sound understanding of what America is and, and how she has abused her prosecutorial power. What a disgrace. What a disgrace. She will go down in history as a disgrace, along with Jack Smith, along with Alvin Bragg. You're all a total disgrace to America and to the human race. Um, we're going to get into some of that. I want to share some, um, some uh, thoughts also about the, uh, the debate as it uh, unfolded and uh, the first Republican debate. And of course, President Trump had a fantastic, uh, he did a great truth social post where he was talking about the, uh, the uh, overwhelming um, uh, millions and, and, and uh, uh, tens of millions that tuned into the uh, special interview he had with uh, Tucker Carlson uh, was aired on X, which used to be called Twitter. A lot of things going on here. And uh, we're going to start with prayer. I want to go to um, Psalm 118, which in many ways is appropriate for what's going on at the present moment in America. You'll see why as we pray through this psalm. Let's gather up all that is happening. These insulting attacks on President Trump, these absolutely ridiculous clown show. It's a Marxist clown show is what it is. It's a Marxist clown show. Um, and, and yet, and we'll examine why, he said, I am going proudly, proudly to be arrested there in Georgia. Proudly. We should all be proud. We should all be proud. We, were, we should wish, as I wish, that we were standing there with him and that they were booking us. Because this is a moment when we're standing up against oppression, tyranny, 
and corruption. We'll get into that. Let's go to Psalm 118 because it talks about the enemies attacking and it talks about the Lord standing with us and vindicating us. Very appropriate psalm for this moment in American history. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, His steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, His steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, His steadfast love endures forever. Out of my distress I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do against me? The Lord is at my side as my helper. I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All nations surrounded me. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me, surrounded me on every side. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me like bees. They blazed like a fire among thorns. In the Lord's name, I cut them off. I was pushed hard so that I was falling, but the Lord came to help me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my Savior. Glad songs of salvation are in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord exalts. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has disciplined me severely, but He has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has made his light shine upon us. Bind the festal sacrifice with cords up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let us pray. Father, you have given us America as a beacon of freedom, as a light before all the nations of what it means to let the people be sovereign. And you have given us, President Trump, to remind us that we are indeed sovereign and that we together will become the 47th president of the United States. What he means, Lord God, is that power belongs in the hands of the people, not a ruler, a monarch, a dictator, a tyrant. It is not power coming to him. It is not power that he is seeking. It is power that he is seeking to defend, power that is in our hands 
thanks to the design of our founders. And so, Lord, we see right now as this psalm portrays the enemies surrounding us on all sides. These are enemies of freedom. These are enemies of the American system of justice. These are enemies who want to corrupt and weaponize our system of justice, weaponize the office and role of the prosecutor, weaponize the role of the courts and grand juries, weaponize it all against one's political opponents. This has been unheard of in our history. And Lord God, Psalm 118 is perfectly applicable to this moment in time, not only in as much as the enemies surround us, but in as much as this psalm declares your victory victory over those enemies, our victory over those enemies. President Trump's persecution is a persecution against us. President Trump's vindication is a vindication for all of us and for America. And so for that, we thank you, Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. We rejoice and are glad because, Lord, we standing together represent the rebuke to oppression and corruption. And representing that rebuke, we know we are victorious in you. May we see that victory increase. And may all the nations praise you together with us. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Wow, there's so much to... Let me, let me take this letter, dated Thursday, August 24th, 2023. A very important five-page letter signed by Congressman Jim Jordan, the chairman of the House Committee on the Judiciary, conducting oversight conducting investigations, which is part of governing. You know, some people might say, oh, Congress should govern rather than conduct investigations. No, investigations are a critically important part of governing, a condition for governing, because if you have to look at what laws might need to be changed, you need to first investigate what's going on under the scenario of the laws you have. Well, that's what this is for. This letter was addressed to Fannie T. Willis, district attorney, in Fulton County District Attorney's Office, Atlanta, Georgia. The disgrace that I was talking about before. Is there some kind of a degree? Like, is there like a PhD in disgrace? Fannie Willis, you should have... I want to award three degrees here in disgrace. Fannie Willis... Alvin Bragg, and then Jack Smith, you get the degree to the second power because you were stupid enough to fall into this two times. Bringing indictments against a man who's completely innocent. Stretching the law to cases that it doesn't apply. Does anyone seriously think that the 1870 Ku Klux Klan uh, law that was passed in the, in the South to uh, protect the rights of uh, voters has anything to do with President Trump? Are you serious? I mean, what did Jim Jordan have to say to Fannie Willis? On August 14, 2023, you brought a 41-count indictment against 19 defendants, including a former president of the United States and current declared candidate for that office, his attorneys, 
a former White House chief of staff, uh, and a former U.S. Department of Justice official, related to the 2020 election for President of the United States, among other things. You have alleged that these 19 individuals, 30 unindicted co-conspirators, and others were part of a, quote, criminal enterprise. By the way, she's invoking the RICO Act. Now, Rudy Giuliani, ironically one of the named uh, people here indicted, who also showed up at the courthouse there at the jail in uh, Georgia, this RICO Act meant to deal with mobsters, meant to deal with organized crime, was used against us in the pro-life movement back in the, uh, the late 90, mid to late 90s and early 2000s. In fact, a case that went up to the Supreme Court not once, not twice, but three times. A case brought against uh, the uh, Pro-Life Action League, Joe Scheidler, and uh, various other pro-life groups. I was involved, actually, in this whole case back in the 90s. And uh, they tried to accuse pro-life groups and pro-life leaders like myself of the same kind of things they're accusing President Trump of here under the RICO Act, Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act. It It didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work when they were trying to say to pro-life activists who were exercising their First Amendment rights and exercising their constitutional right to, to protest against injustice and try to bring an end to injustice in America, when the pro-abortion people, when the people who were running these abortion facilities that we were successfully shutting down by all peaceful and legal means, uh, they tried to say to us that we were engaged in racketeering and corrupt activities. Didn't work. It went on for years and years and years. Like I say, it went up to the Supreme Court three different times. But ultimately, the pro-abortion side did not succeed, despite all their money, despite all their lawyers, despite all their efforts over multiple years. Like the, the thing lasted for over a decade. Um, didn't work. You'd think they would learn their lesson. But the left doesn't. I mean, these are all pro-abortion people, by the way, that are in, involved in all this pro- persecution of President Trump. Okay, I mention that because the beginning of this letter of Jim Jordan uh, obviously mentions this as well, this uh, criminal enterprise. Okay, he goes on to say, you have identified a number of acts that you claim were committed in furtherance of this purported criminal enterprise, including one, the then White House Chief of Staff asking a member of Congress for the phone number of the Speaker of the Pennsylvania House of Representatives. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty criminal to me, doesn't it, to you? Number two, the then president tweeting that hearings in the Georgia legislature were being aired on a news channel and commenting on those hearings. That sounds pretty corrupt to me, too. And then third, numerous acts taking place in other states not involving the conduct of the 2020 election in Georgia or the counting or the, of the votes cast in Georgia. Your indictment and prosecution implicate substantial federal interests and the circumstances surrounding your actions raise serious concerns about whether they are politically motivated. And then he goes on in this letter to expand on that in great detail. 
what the federal interests are. I mean, obviously, this impinges on the actions of, like he already said, the chief of staff of the White House, the president of the United States, the Department of Justice. These are these are things in the federal arena. And here you have a, a, a county DA in Georgia uh, sticking her hands into this stuff. Uh, you have furthermore the, 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 the intersection of this with a presidential election. Uh, uh, why didn't Fannie Willis and Jack Smith, for that matter, Jack's looking at the January 6th uh, incident, 20, January 6th of 2021. This is August of 2023. She's talking about actions in, in the 2020 election. This is August of 2023. And now they're in such a hurry to schedule these trials. Nothing suspicious about this? That you're waiting two and a half years until we're in the heat of a presidential election, presidential primary, and then, oh, then, you're bringing indictments, you're, 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 you're dragging people into courtrooms, you're doing arrests on public television, you're... Convening grand juries, you're, you're, you're insisting on quick trials and whatnot. By the way, the right to a speedy trial, it's a right of the defendant, not, not of the prosecutor. And the, pro, and, the, and, the, and the defense can, can introduce and, I, and, and, and will introduce in, this, in these cases many, many motions that can easily delay these trials to um, not happen before Election Day. But look at, look at what he goes on to say. And Jim Jordan is writing this letter to, to this uh, Fannie Willis because they've initiated an investigation now, very appropriately, at the level of the House of Representatives and the Congress. They've initiated an investigation into what she's doing here. A question of motivation. Listen to what she did. Four days, he says, before this indictment, you launched a new campaign fundraising website that highlighted your investigation into President Trump. So, Fanny, are you trying to advance justice here or to advance your political ambitions? Which is it? The forewoman of the special jury you convened to investigate President Trump earlier this year bragged during an unusual media tour about her excitement at the prospect of subpoenaing President Trump and getting to swear him in. Some of you probably saw that video of this this ridiculous woman. Last week, the Fulton County Superior Court's clerk publicly released a list of criminal charges against President Trump reportedly hours before the vote of the grand jury. Now, usually these indictments that come out like, I don't know, after they after they had the vote? No, it was up there on the website hours beforehand. And then Jim Jordan, on behalf of all of us, are saying, what's going on here? A Fulton County court has disqualified you from targeting current Georgia Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones as part of your probe on the grounds that you actively supported and held fundraising events for his Democratic opponent. And unlike officials in other jurisdictions, Fulton County officials, quote, have suggested they will process the former president as a typical criminal defendant requiring mugshots and possibly even cash bond. You know, one of the most ridiculous things that I've seen and heard in the midst of this, I mean, it's just laughable, is that, oh, we have to have bond for, for President Trump. We have to do this. We have to do that because, you know, he's a flight risk. 
Oh yeah, right. The the man who who served as president of the United States, arguably the most well-known, well easily recognized human being on the face of the earth, running for president at the forefront of his party's uh, leadership and 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 likelihood to get the nomination. Oh yeah, flight risk, right? He he's just gonna he's just gonna leave. He's gonna leave behind it. His family, his political uh, uh, efforts, uh, just, just uh, bye. There we go. Oh, look at me. He's flying off. There he goes. You have to be insane. You have to be insane to be thinking this way. Oh, 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 oh he might get away. Yeah, right. These people are, they have got to be on some kind of drugs. The timing of this prosecution, Jim Jordan goes on, reinforces concerns about your motivation. In February 2021, news outlets reported that you directed your office to open an investigation into President Trump. Okay. Indeed, sometime on or around February 11th, 2021, your office purportedly sent a letter to several Republican officials in Georgia requesting they preserve documents relating to a, quote, matter of high priority that your office was investigating. Okay. Yet, you did not bring charges until two and a half years later, at a time when the campaign for the Republic presidential nomination is in full swing. Moreover, you have requested that the trial in this matter, listen to this absurdity, begin on March 4th, 2024, the day before Super Tuesday, and eight days before the Georgia presidential primary. It is therefore unsurprising that many have speculated that this indictment and prosecution are designed to interfere with the 2024 presidential election. And, and now, look, I have so much stuff here to go over with you. Not even going to be able to get to the debate stuff just yet. We'll do it in the next program. I haven't even gotten through half of this letter yet. I want to analyze the whole thing with you. I got a whole bunch of stuff here about Fannie Willis, this corrupt person. But can we just take a couple of steps back here and and go back to what I was saying at the very beginning? If you're an authentic patriot, as I know you are who watch this program, the, the appropriate feeling right now is the feeling you would get if somebody started mocking, uh, criticizing, and cursing your beloved family members. You would feel deeply offended and insulted. And the reason, I mean, we're not the ones being indicted. We're not the ones being dragged into court. And then again, yes, we are the ones. Because many of us, first of all, want to see President Trump as our next president, intend to vote for him, and believe that that's the best thing for America. But then even those who don't, but who understand that the process in America is that you don't go after people in search of crimes. You go after crimes in search of people. And that you don't try to imprison your political opponents. That's the stuff of banana republics. That's the stuff done by, when we get to it in one of our upcoming programs, um, 
I've got some history here, how this is done by the Nazis. It's done by China. This is why we should feel offended, because it's an attack on our very system of liberties here in America. We should... We ought to be walking into these courtrooms together with President Trump, Mark Meadows, Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, and the other, quote, co-conspirators, because you and I have, in fact, been involved in a tremendous conspiracy for freedom. We have indeed been co-conspirators for liberty. We have indeed hatched a plot And it was hatched by people like Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, John Adams, James Madison before us. Oh, they were co-conspirators in a great act of rebellion, an act called independence, an act that led to the Declaration of Independence, an act that led to the founding of America. You want to indict us for being co-conspirators to something, it's to that project in self-governance, that experiment in liberty. Because that's what's under attack here. This goes beyond one's political preferences. It goes to your our American preferences. And if indeed we have a preference for America, it is time to stand together against these people against these Fannie Willis's and Alvin Bragg's and Jack Smith's and against the Democrat Party, against Merrick Garland and, and a corrupt DOJ and a corrupt FBI and a corrupt White House under Joe Biden. But yeah, we stand against these people. We stand together against their agenda. And that's why we prayed Psalm 118 tonight because... That expresses what's going on here. We'll continue to study this, uh, all this material. As we go forward in the coming days, a lot is unfolding, much more than we have time to talk about, but we can extend our prayers to cover everything. Let's pray now in a little more extended way. Father, we, first of all, we have seen these events unfold, and we ask, Lord God, that as these events unfold on television and in the headlines, that our, our, our fellow Americans understand that indictment does not mean guilt. And that just because a criminal process is instituted, that doesn't mean that there is anything here resembling righteousness, fairness, or authentic concern for the law. Enable our people to understand what corruption looks like, what a weaponization of government looks like. Courtroom looks the same. The police cars still flash the same red and blue. Judges' robes look the same. Mugshots are taken the same way. But it's all in a whole different world. Because it's one thing to pursue justice, it's another to corrupt it. It's one thing to defend freedom, it's another to abuse it. It's one thing to prosecute criminals. It's another thing to persecute political opponents. Lord, help our people to see through this, as so many already do, and give us the wisdom, give us the ability to articulate these things in a way that 
prevents our friends, our family members, our fellow worshipers from falling into just the profound, outright deception that the other side wants us to fall into. Guide and preserve us, O Lord. We ask you to bless the impact, Lord God, of this recent interview that President Trump did with Tucker Carlson that was viewed by so very many millions of people. Uh, enable them to hear in his voice the authentic sincerity, the, the deep, passionate love for America, the intelligent way that he fights for what is good and right, the determined, calculated way in which he defends us and our freedoms, our families, our faith. Well, Lord, we ask you to bless the, the many citizens who watched the, the Republican debates uh, the other night that, uh, Lord God, you would help people think through uh, the issues uh, that were raised, and that we would also understand what direction we need to go in this election. May your people vote wisely. And finally, Lord, we pray that the, the entire course of this election will set our nation back on the path of liberty that we, in this narrow window of time that we have, may in fact save this nation and not allow it to fall to tyrants who have already gone way too far in taking over the levers of power. We bring all these prayers and praises together, Lord, and we offer the prayer Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, friends, again, we just scratched the surface here. Uh, keep tuning in each night to our program, each weeknight, and we'll bring you more to think about. We'll pray together over it all. And meanwhile, stay encouraged and joyful in the Lord, because as the psalm tells us the Lord indeed is victorious. This is the day he has made. We rejoice and are glad, even in the midst of these intense conflicts. We will talk to you soon. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here of Priests for Life. Connect with our main website at endabortion.us and with me on social media at FR Frank Pavone on all the major platforms at FR Frank Pavone. Thank you, friends, so much. Talk to you soon. Priests for Life, saving lives for over 30 years. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.